Welcome to another episode of the Backroom Boys. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Second to last show, probably, where all of us are in our own little houses back home before we all get back to Spokane. So be excited for that to get some live in-person content coming your way by the end of the month. Um, not a lot happened this week. We got some stuff to talk about. Team USA played their first exhibition game against Puerto Rico. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, breaking news today, Giannis decided to drop out of the World Cup to nurse an injury. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, other than that, there was some minor stuff that went on. Uh, Josh Hartson and a little extension. We'll get into that. And we'll talk a little bit about conference realignment, what it means for college basketball uh, and for NCAA tournament, stuff like that. So it's going to be a good one. Stay in, listen, and have a good time with us. What's up, boys? How we doing? Doing good. We're alive. Matt's hitting the road tomorrow for the trek. First one, first one up there. Gonna 12, set, 12, set the hours, the 12 hours to bend. Stay in bend. That's the move. How far yeah. from bend? To Spokane, seven, right? Seven, yeah. six and a half. Yeah. yeah, that's brutal. But like my yeah. dad, my dad wanted to do it over two days instead of three. And I'm like, bro, that's <laughs> a lot. That's rough. That's funny. What's, what's the speed limit? What are we checking in at? What are we setting the cruise at? Nope. He doesn't like going on cruise control. He likes like just having his foot on the gas the whole time, which is crazy. That's reckless. Uh, that's that's like I respect that. He'll go at like 80, 85. Yeah, respect. But it's also you're going up the five the whole time and it's is it pretty structure. like congested? Yeah. Because it's only two yeah. lanes for most of it. Houston knows. Uh once you once you get past uh like the Bay Area, you can probably just hit like eighty five the whole way to yeah. uh Oregon. Yeah, that's not like the issue. Last year we took the coast up and that was ass. It took yeah. so much. It's it, not the move. It was not the move. The scenic route was not the move. Um, but yeah, no. Excited to get back up there, start my uh, start my senior year conquest. That's what we're talking about. It's about to be a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie, man. <laughs> that eighteen credit schedule. That's gonna be crazy. Parade inside my city. Yeah. Uh, all right, we want to start with Team USA? Let's do it. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched like a quarter and a half. I it looked okay. Until the end. Yeah. yeah. What'd you watch? Because it's like... I watched the end of the first half and then from... And then the second half until like they went up by like 30. Yeah. Yeah, that was you. Probably watched when they looked the best. Then yeah, they look they look good there. The first the first quarter it was rocky. I can't even lie. Yeah, I mean, and like rightfully so, they practiced for two days up until that yeah. point. Um, you could tell they were trying to figure out. Not only the players were trying to figure out each other, but you could tell uh, the coaching staff was trying to figure out rotations and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. even like, and I heard I saw a quote with Steve Kerr saying this that they're planning to play Paulo at the five a little bit. So even things like, like that. that. Um, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, definitely a good showing overall, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I like how spread out the scoring was. Um, got a lot of options on this team. I don't think one person's gonna dominate, but I don't think that's how this team is constructed. So, I think playing small is not gonna help. Like Paulo at the five is probably not smart because I don't think Paulo should be starting for that team, especially when you have the defensive player of the year on that roster. I mean that's yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. started, but 
not the they, second half. Though. Like to they're just trying to get different looks and yeah. stuff like that. But I just think it's like you got to get down to your nine, eight man rotation eventually. And it's going to be interesting to see when they really do that. Like they don't really have a test. Like they play Spain soonish. Um, uh, yeah, so, they play Slovenia so, tomorrow. I know. Yeah, and then Spain Sunday. I believe. So that's their like big. Those are their big two tests, yeah. right? Because like Slovenia, yeah, it's 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 literally Doncic and that's it. But Spain's got Spain's the number one rated team in the world for a reason, and they have experience. None of these players on Team USA have ever suited up in international play before. Um, so that's what I think the difference is going to be. But yeah, I just don't. It's an interesting group. I think Anthony Edwards needs to buy in a little more. He looked like he was just trying to get his own out there, uh, which I think is going to happen with him more than any of these other players. But, yeah, I also just don't think the coaching staff is, like, built for Team USA, per se. I think my biggest thing watching was – and I know it's tough just because it's, like you said, probably – a guy like Anthony Edwards is used to like ISO ball, all that stuff. Um, but what what my what I noticed the most is when Tyrese Halliburton was in the game, it seemed like they pushed the pace a little more. Yeah. There was more passing, more. And not to say Jalen Brunson can't do that, but I think Jalen Brunson is definitely not a, as much of a playmaking point guard as Tyrese Halliburton is. Um, he's probably better than him, obviously, but I think when you have a loaded team like that, I think it might make sense down the road to play Halliburton a little more just because he's going to move the ball more. He's going to find open guys. You don't need a point guard to score as much with a team constructed like this. So I'll be interested to see if they make a change that way. Because um, Jalen Brunson did well, but he struggled a little bit. Yeah, Brunson, I mean, even though he's undersized and not as great as a playmaker, he had, I mean, I think he was the team leader in rebounds for that game, which is kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, Halliburton had 12 assists off the bench just for them, so that was kind of clutch. I just think inexperience... One thing that I... Oh, good. I think inexperience is going to play a huge role because we've seen in the past when a Team USA team comes in with no experience, like the 2004 Olympics, they they falter under the pressure because they don't understand like what it means to play for the team or the difference in college and uh, international versus NBA rules and play styles. And stuff like that. And then, like, we saw it took a while for, like, that Redeem team who played together for, like, three years before they played at, like, three different events in the FIBA Worlds, the uh, America cha- the America Championships and all this stuff. And they took a while for them to get going by the 2008 Olympics. And they needed, like, to add that piece in Kobe Bryant. But we don't really see that, per se, happening with this team. And even, like, the 2021 or the 2020 Olympics uh, team that was in 2021, like they struggled. They lost like their first three little exhibition games. Like one was in Nigeria, which everyone was like, whoa, a team they beat in the 2012 Olympics by like 80. Um, So, but that team eventually found it. But you had guys like Kevin Durant and Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, um, a lot of premier all-star talent. We don't, we're not seeing that in this team. Apart from like Brandon Ingram, I think is the only multi-time All Star, right? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. might was he wanted to, he might have two. I could be wrong though, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on 
and this kind of plays right into what you're saying, where the discourse, like, kind of, I think, since the USA struggled last year, or not last year, in 2021, like, they won the Olympics, but like you said, they lost some games to teams they probably shouldn't. And then we've struggled in some youth tournaments in the year since then. And there's the whole narrative of, like, the world's catching up, which I don't think is wrong. But I think, like you're saying, a lot of these other countries, number one, they, like, keep kids together throughout the process of Spain. Inter- Spain does that so yeah. well. Yeah. And then also FIBA is so different. Of course, FIBA's played basically everywhere, but yeah. the NBA. And so I think as much as the world definitely is catching up, I think a big part of USA not looking as good is obviously number one, we're not having the same star buy-in as we are, but number two, it's like, we, like we had, we, they practice for two days and then are playing. Yeah. And it's like Spain kids have been on, to, been on these teams since like the 16 U team. They're playing the same roles they always play. So it's like this, the cards are stacked against the USA to a certain degree, like not to make an excuse for us losing or anything, but I just find that interesting. What are your guys' thoughts? Well, they're like the only nation where like you don't have a guaranteed spot every time. Like there's only a few guys like, like Kobe, because of his relationship with coach K, like he had a spot on the team anytime he wanted to do it. Same thing with like LeBron um, and like Carmelo Anthony. That's why like Carmelo was on like the 2016 team when people, a lot of people thought he was out of his prime, but he still made that team. Um, that's like the thing is like the roster changes so much between like a two year difference between an Olympic team and a, and a FIBA world's team to where, you know, the big downfall of the years where they lose is that like that Argentina team they played in 2004 with Ginobili and Scola and, uh, Oberto, remember the big name there. Uh, they, they had been together for 10 plus years they're playing with each other. Same thing with the Spain teams with the Gasol brothers and stuff like that. Even though these guys go to the NBA, eventually they're still coming back and playing for their country. Like, I think like the rest of the world treats international basketball, kind of like international soccer, where you Mm -hmm. keep these teams together, you keep them grown from a young age. And yeah, there's some fluctuation at the, at like in the, in the middle and at the bottom of the rosters, like there is an international soccer play, but they still keep the majority of the core together um, no matter how they're playing for their club team. And then for the U S it's just like, if they're playing well in the NBA, they get that spot. If they have a bad year, they're, they're done, whatever. I think that's like the difference is we don't treat international basketball as important because we're like, Oh, who really cares about it? Except, Mm -hmm. except for the Olympics. That's like the only time when we care about it. Part of it could also be like the structure of how everything is in the United States like basketball wise compared to like in Europe I know in Europe a lot of players like once they graduate like high school or whatever they're like secondary school is they'll go into like a lower level of a pro team and start there whereas like in the U.S. it's more like they're playing AAU and then they go to college and there's like less of a impact of them like playing for Team USA just because there's so many other opportunities for them to like play in big tournaments and play against other top players in the U S they don't really focus much on team USA basketball. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And that, that's like, to your point is I saw, it was just a tweet from a, a random guy I saw on Twitter. I follow. And he had basically like by position ranked the top three Americans at each position. And it was like Steph at point, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you could throw Jalen Brunson as the third best point guard. Anthony Edwards is like, I think he put him at shooting guard, like the third best shooting guard. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. is like the third, maybe it was the second, third or second best power forward. 
And it's like, those are the, those were the only dudes. So it's like, we literally have like our, we're throwing out like our fifth string USA team. So to a certain degree, it's like, you're not really beating USA. You're beating the dudes who want to play for team USA, which I guess matters. But like, if you really look into it, that's why we always like win the Olympics is because that's finally when dudes like care to a certain degree. I just think like a big thing too, is that there's not like a structure in the coaching staff because the coaching staff has gone through like a lot of changes in the past, just like five years, right? We've had like coach K retired from coaching internationally. And then Greg Popovich, we all thought he was going to take the reins for a while. And then he decided to retire after the Olympics. So now we have Steve Kerr. And I think the staff he surrounded himself with is not really like the best he could have done. Like, I think Eric Spolcher, that's a great pickup, but like Ty Lu is not that great of a head coach in the NBA. Um, Mark Few, we all know, like with the college success, but not doesn't have the success of winning championships in college. Um, apart from like the doo doo WCC conference that we play in. Uh, so it's like those kind of things that you have to surround yourself. Like when Coach K was it, he surrounded himself with a lot of people who were used to being assistants or used to like player development. Cause that's, what's really important to me. You say like Nate McMillan was one of his top assistants. He was great in player development, developed guys like Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge and was an assistant coach for years and stuff like that. That's like the thing we're missing is we don't really have like a coach who's like, Oh, that's a player development kind of guy. Right. These coaches are like, even like Mark few, it's like you get them and then they, they do what they're supposed to do thing. Like, except like guys like Corey Kisper and Drew Timmy, who had such a rise throughout their college years. No, that's a good point. I get, I get what you're saying. I think it, hopefully at least it's like the start of a new era. Like yeah. obviously the great, the, the coach K era lasted a solid decade. And then Popovich was kind of short lived. Um, uh, that was definitely probably like a, we need a coach that can handle it for a few years while we figure it out situation. Um, but onto the general FIBA lamps landscape, uh, like Matt said, Giannis pulled out this morning. Um, that leaves Greece probably at, on a, uh, on a trail for a lackluster performance. Um, you guys have any other predictions or any, what do you, what, what, are, what do you think the best teams are left now that he's pulled out? Uh, Aside from Giannis, um, Ricky Rubio also pulled out for Spain. And that so be. that's another one of the teams that I think. He's nasty he's, internationally too. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do as well now because he's like the heart and soul of that team now that the Gasols are kind of like out of it. Um, they kind of so don't I think have that kind of like, NBA star. Or like, no, no, don't. no but like a lot of Wancho, Willie and Gomez becomes nasty. Yeah, it yeah in international play, Spain's good, but like without their leader and like their facilitator, I mean, dude puts up like 25 points a game when he plays uh, internationally. Are they going to be able to compete with like United States or even maybe like Australia or Canada or one of the other European teams? I feel like it doesn't like just hand the chip to the United States just because they have to perform as well. But I feel like it kind of puts us as like back at number one, just for the FIBA tournament. I would agree. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Like, I think France is going to be there, but like, it's kind of the same cast of characters. It's not like 
like the guys who we've seen to get French citizenship and who were like coming into the league and Embiid and Wembanyama both aren't playing. So it's kind of Gobert and Evan Fournier, even Batum's not playing, which is he always plays in international tournaments. So it's kind of just them. Um, like I, I don't want to say it's Team USA's to lose because they had a better team, I think, in 2019 and they got destroyed. But it might be. Yeah, like it's why, like unless like Luka Doncic can put Slovenia on his back like he did in the Olympics, but the Olympics is a lot. You only you play a f- lot shorter games. It's not a month long tournament like this is. It's only like it's only two weeks, so that would be a lot for Luka Doncic to have to do. And I don't think he's gonna play like well, he's obviously gonna play 100, percent but I don't think like he doesn't have help. Like he had Gore Andrajic for some of those times. He doesn't have. He has Zora Andrajic. So. And Watko, Kenshar, or whatever. Those are like the only. He's hurt too. Name. He, ACL. he is. Okay, really? so yeah, that's, like that week Slovenia ago. team is going to be yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Luka did put up like 35, 15, and 15 in their exhibition game. So that'll be cool. Oh, another team, Germany. That's they what I was about to say. Beat Canada, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah they did. Like Dennis yep, Schroeder and Wagner's were going crazy. Yeah. Well, Canada is like the Houston Rockets of international play. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they just got hoopers. I don't get. They have like a. They have a fairly good roster too. But I guess it's just but not none like, of none of those guys like for, are like meant for team FIBA first. Yeah, that is true. It, only yeah. like Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> no role players. All all there's star no players. role players. They're all, all like. There's not even like a star. It's like Jamal Murray's like the best player. He's not playing either. I don't and think he's not playing. Like like Shea, if Shea plays, but I don't think he's playing. Um, yeah. he's like the best Canadian player, but like they're all like, oh, I'm the alpha. This is my team. Shea did play against Germany in that game, and I did saw he, I did see he had 38. So like that man hard carried, and they still lost. Um, Dylan yeah. Brooks got to step up, man. I think there's. It's just weird. There's a lot of. Like you guys have already mentioned, all these teams had like old cores that have recently retired. So it's like Spain's onto a new era. Um, France, that kind of their like classic group of guys is kind of not playing. Like I even saw Matthew Delavadova got was on yeah. the like cut for the Australian team. That was that's, a shocker. That's messed for me. up. Yeah, the, the no well, no like, loyalty here, bro. So it's, he, it's honestly going to be a lot of new faces this year, which will be yeah. I think it'll make it interesting and kind of fun, but. Australia started with like 18 or 20, and then they cut him after like the second round. They still have to cut more players too, and he was already like in that mix. So that was kind of shocking, especially since Patty is there, and Patty's like four or five years older than him too. Yeah, so, but Patty averages disrespectful. Like Patty's a sicko. Yeah, I, I know, but like, Delavadova's only 33, and if they're going to cut like a guard or something, from the final, like, group, I don't know why they, like, didn't just keep Delavadova. Yeah, but what can he do for you except, like, be a bench boy? He can harass somebody. I mean, he could be, like, another, like, 94 feet, baby. Do you remember, oh, you remember like, earlier in the NBA season? Yeah, like, I don't – looking at their roster, like, most of their players are forwards that you know. But but do you remember in the NBA season when, like, all of a sudden, like, he had, like, a, like a cast on his hand or something? And everyone's like, how the fuck did he get hurt? He hasn't played a lick of time this yeah. season. He was going too hard in practice guarding the Aaron Fox. He was pressing up for real. 
clamping up practice mentality, baby. That's too uh, funny. That's good stuff. Any last thoughts on FIBA International? I don't really, I don't really have any. I think like it'll be interesting to see once the tournament starts. I like that the tournament starts when we're back and we're all back in Spokane, so we can watch some of those games together. I don't know what the time difference is in the Philippines, but I was like, I mean, that's gonna be some late night. Who? It'll be late yeah. nights. <laughs> that's like trying to watch FIFA right now, bro. I'd be like, I'm not staying up till one thirty. I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like not in that time where like you could wake up early enough and not not have it ruin your day. Like, and it's like, not like you could stay up and watch it. It's like I would have to go to bed, set an alarm, wake up, and then like I don't even know. Like Team USA's their knockout stage game against Sweden that was at two a.m. Yes. Like I can't like it, it. No, like that's not possible. Yeah, that that would absolutely ruin you for the rest of the day. Yeah. All right. Um, Josh Hart contract extension. It was eighty mil, right? Yeah, eighty-one. Four year, eighty-one. 81 yeah. That's what I thought. I saw. It's like it's like meh. It's a decent decent bag for him. Yeah, yeah, but like, is he gonna start? No, no. Hibbs likes him off the bench, playing thirty-eight minutes a night. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's like like I was saying earlier. It's like that Dylan Brooks contract, you know, like he might start here and there or like he'll be the sixth man and like six man money now is like around 20 million, I guess. So, yeah, I, I guess they're saying that he's like one of the best six men in the league, which is interesting. I, these, with their valuation. The contracts are just crazy right now, which we talked yeah. about with the Jalen Brown thing. And it's like these things where like the teams are kind of forced to do it, where like the Knicks are kind of in this thing where they're not contenders, but they're like playoff five between like three to six seed range where none of us think the next are going to win a title because one Julius Randle, RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson, not one of them is going to be a star, right? They're all like very good above average. Uh, Knicks fans would say Julius Randle is a hot piece of garbage, but he's not. He averaged 26 during the regular season. He's a very good player. Um, that's like the thing is like all these teams that are like paying these guys. It's like they're just trying to be relevant. And uh, uh, there's not much to speak about it. Like it's a decent contract. That is, I mean, just to go on off Houston's point, the fact that that's like that's not even like eye opening money anymore is what does yeah. it for me. Like thinking like twenty mil, like oh that's that's a that's a that's a dude on the team. Like that ain't even you ain't even got to like what? Oh my gosh, that's. I don't even know anymore. Well, when you look at like the contracts that are coming up, like I can't remember who it was just on a contract extension recently, and it's going to hit like 65 million. Yeah, and Brown. like, yeah, like good player, but it's not really. He's making three times as much as Josh Hart, and there's, he's probably did you, did you like a few the, steps uh, ahead of him. Like, did you see the Rick Barry? Uh, yeah, blaming thing. that boy. He was like, he was like, that guy averaged 18 and a half in the playoffs for them, and he has 65 million dollars. He was torching them. All these old heads are probably so sold. They're really. pissed. They're getting paid like, bro. They're mad grand. because they were making like 800k as the max when they were playing. Not even, dude. <laughs> Well, like, well, like some of them, like the Dude, max so, contract so, no, when so like Magic Jordan John's, was in the league was like low. When Magic John's con- max contract was like three hundred k, 
yeah, then like a role player total, right? In that yeah. like, famous contract, yeah. He signed. He signed the hundred year, hundred mil. Yeah, yeah. So a milli a year, maybe. Yeah. They they should uh, the NBA should like up the pension for, for like all these players. Where like instead of it's just like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, it's like Magic's getting like five million a year, like as his pension, just for like. Did you lost have you time. seen the uh the thing about how much he'd uh when he declined to sign for Nike because Nike came to him when Nike was like a year old, right? Yeah, I remember that. And did you see like how much this? And they were like, "We can't pay you that much money, but we could pay you in stocks." Stock interest, yes. Do and did you see like how much the stocks are worth now? No, five point three billion dollars. Yeah, like what he would have got, like personally. Yeah. Yes. Bro, bro, fumbled. Yeah, because he signed with Converse. Well, like, everyone was signing with Converse back then. All right, and there, there's so many like Converse instances of this, like people. Did that with like Amazon and Starbucks just because they were like brand new companies and could be like 40, 50 billionaires. And then you like see like Nike or whatever. You don't think of it at the time because it's like a track shoe. Dude could like, I mean, he doesn't, he already doesn't have to do anything in his life if he doesn't want to because he's got so much money. But five billion is just crazy. Lacing up some Converse is also crazy, bro. That's wild. Well, okay, now like it everyone, is, yeah. Okay, everyone who's like, man, they really wore Converse high tops, the little black ones, and those were the shoes. I'm like, that's not what they wore. They made the basketball shoes, but they were just Converse. <laughs> nah, they were wearing the streetwears, bro. Like people thought they were wearing the street ones. I'm well, like, no, they actually. Like when wore Wilt was playing, shoes. he was wearing like the Chuck Taylor like PF flyers to bro. play. That was in like the '60s. But, <laughs> was was in, like, the 60s. Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, when all the dudes were, like, signing with Converse, like, in the 70s and 80s, yeah, they were making, like, sturdy shoes. And I've now seen the there's someone in the NBA the Magic who's on Johnson the one? Converse contract. Uh, one with yeah. Larry Bird, Bernard King, Isaiah Thomas. And he's like, Larry's like, I won the MVP, MVP. or something like that. Uh, yeah. If I'm one of the other guys there, I'm swinging at Larry Bird just because he gets to just, to like, tout that he was the MVP that year. Doesn't matter. Magic, Magic got more titles and the same amount of MVPs. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much of the money like difference actually like fuels these old dudes. Cause like it was Dr. J the other day, I think, that put out like was doing a podcast every summer and said his top ten. And like may I think maybe Kobe. And other than that, everyone was like Jordan's era earlier. I was like, bro, these dudes are salty that they make oh, it. He like he like left LeBron off the list. Yeah, like, Tim I was Duncan. Like, I'm LeBron too, but like top like, ten. Like no Dirk. Yeah, it was like like Elgin Baylor, which like he was a good player in his prime. Yeah. But like Elgin Baylor was Kobe before it was like was, Jordan, was MJ before yeah. Jordan. But it was like no one like after 2000 was on the list. Yeah, which that, is yeah. kind of shocking because there's like quite a few now that people are saying like are in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's just the way. That's just the way they are, though. Like, yeah. That's, that, well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder. Part of it is like, I'm upset. Y'all getting back when we were paying. We were yeah, but like the difference is commercial flights. <laughs> like yeah. those guys, like Dr. J, could walk in any building anywhere and not have to pay for anything. Yeah, no, like yeah, I get like, that, but I just wonder if that plays into that at all. That's just funny to think about. Um, we have. Opening day schedule and Christmas Big schedule. Is that it? Is that's that it. That's all that came out. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
which is weird. I feel like the whole schedule is released by now. We're in, we're like 11 days in, into August. Yeah. I saw it's getting released soon, though. I saw, I think, like sometime this weekend, maybe. Maybe I, I looked it up that. and they were like, oh, the schedule will, will be on NBA.com. It was like, the schedule will be released in the summer. That's all they said. <laughs> Thank you for that. I really it's like, appreciate it's like, you. It's like, okay, that helps. Um, but so opening night, we have Lakers Nuggets. Revenge. Revenge, I guess. We're spoiling that ring night. Um, and then Suns Warriors. What are what are the storylines? What's the headlines gonna be? I feel like that Suns Warriors game should be in Phoenix. That would be funny. Three's return. Is he does he get booed or does he get cheered? That would be interesting. Probably cheered, I'd assume, right? I don't think so, too. You know what I know, though? Uh, and you'll probably agree with this, Matt. Maybe maybe Houston will agree with him more. I know for a fact the Nuggets are going to be getting their rings. We're going to be throwing the banner up, and it's going to be like LeBron in the tunnel, just like flat staring yeah. face. And there's already going to be the, – the the posts are not going to be about the ring ceremony. They're going to be like, don't poke the bear. Yeah. You guys will probably lose that game. The The amount of times the team that wins the title loses on ring night is, like, insane. Yeah, they all just vibing, bro. They, they're like, I don't care about it. It's going to be like some, like, Dallas Cowboys thing. It's like we dumb boys kind of thing. Like, that's how the Lakers are going to, like, treat it this year, you know, yeah. just because they lost. So, uh, I, I got a question. So, last year, did, uh, did the Suns – and Lakers play in the playoffs. I can't remember to be honest. No. Do they play against each other? No. Okay. Lost so I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for whenever we're gonna get like another KD LeBron matchup where they actually play against each other. I was hoping that they like might do that on a Christmas Day or opening night because you know both of them are probably playing. I don't. Know I don't think they've played since like Christmas the finals Day. in 2018 or something like that. I've I have no idea what the Christmas Day game is gonna be. Um, like they don't they don't like replicate from the year before that much, right? I think like, I think one of the matchups it? like we're not gonna see like a Warriors Grizzlies again. No, they won't they won't do that because they didn't play. I think we'll see Knicks. Heat, I think will be one of them. They released the Christmas Day schedule. Yeah. Was that real though? Yeah. That was Lakers, Celtic, Lakers, Lakers Celtics, Celtics, Nuggets, Warriors, Bucks, Knicks, Sixers, Heat, Mavs, Suns. Sixers, Heat. Who's Los Angeles versus Boston? Oh, that's Lakers. I'm done. Lakers. That's Celtics. kind of a okay. trash schedule. Yeah, me, Heat. Sixers. I would have switched that around a little bit. Yeah. Like Miami, Philly isn't like. To be honest, that's not all that great just done, because of how their off seasons have gone. I would have done Miami, Boston, or Miami, New York. Yeah. I mean, Miami, Boston have played in the Eastern Conference Finals against each other, what, three out of the last four years? Yeah, that's facts. Also, the fact that the Mavs get a Christmas Day game is like somewhere. Because of Luka. Luca and Kyrie, like, and I guess you're trying to buy on the Suns Mavs beef that was there, but it's kind of non-existent by now. Yeah, it it always is funny that like they they always do trying to match up like storyline games. It's like, bro, this is the NBA. Like storylines last like two weeks and then nobody cares anymore. (laughs) 
Like Lakers Celtics, they're gonna they're gonna try their best to get ban those two to fight for banner eighteen. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, that that'll be the storyline. The two historic. Yeah, you're like, all right, we gotta. It's literally. Just yeah, but I'll have to listen to Doc Rivers and McCall for that's for that game. Um, I might just have to put put that game on mute and yeah, use subtitles. <laughs> that that might that, some background that, that music. might be crazy. Yeah, like oh, Doc no. Rivers' voice sounded raspy as hell when he was a broadcaster in two thousand like four, before he got the Celtics job, and that was after only three years of coaching with the Magic. Now this is after another fifteen years, another twenty years of coaching. He's gonna. I, that's gonna be bad. ESPN falling off quicker than. But did uh, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, they haven't gone anywhere yet, right? Houston, Houston told no. me I'll do that. <laughs> some like, not like OnlyFans, but some oh. like online streaming platform, something. Yeah, it was Mark like it's Jackson. like an OnlyFans thing. Yeah, it's like something like, like Jackson, like a mill a mill a year to just do games this year. And what did you say? One of the like stipulations was not say, to do games. It's not to do games. It's to do like play by play of like whatever they're putting on their site. Oh, oh really? That's weird. Yes. I, I thought you yeah. meant like do games on that site. No, 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 no. It's a million dollars to do whatever like content. That they're putting on that site and what? it was like in the contract like this one of the stipulations was that he can put grown man move like his main saying and like say that all the time that's yeah. i don't like it was that. some too much. outlandish stuff that's too much bro it I was so it funny was for, like that content oh that's comical bro you thought it was about basketball bro the, the, the was company like- was the day was not even basketball related, oh, dude. I didn't even. You didn't say that, that was so bad, bro. You're gonna get us. You're gonna get us in trouble on here, Ryan. Wow, that's wild behavior. Oh, that makes the him saying that saying even better too. That's funny. Oh man. All right, we gotta get off that before bad things happen. Yeah, for real. Um, last topic, I believe. Two K ratings came out. Um, I don't know how much stock we put in these these days. I mean, there's like not that many that came. There's like ten that came out. No, no they have can, like they have like everyone. Yeah, you can or see like everyone. they just advertise those few. Yeah. We got the top ten is Yo Jokic ninety eight, and then Giannis, LeBron, Embiid, Durant, Curry ninety sixes, Luca, Tatum, Butler ninety fives, and then Kawhi's ten at a ninety four. Devin Booker is also 94, which is crazy. Yeah, and Dame and Ant, or and Anthony Davis, not Ant. I don't know. I just don't put stock into it anymore because the game is such a terrible game now. that It's trash. I, like, I, I kind of feel like they, Tatum and Luka are kind of like on that level now where they could be up with Steph and Kevin Durant, but they're still like the legacy stars. Yeah, ahead of them. Like still LeBron, like a 96, like – He's good, but like with how they do two K ratings, is he a ninety six still? Yeah, to no. Be honest, I, I don't. Yeah, I would. The the fact that Wembenyama was an eighty four is crazy. I know they have yeah. him as the lowest eighty four, like right below Nick Claxton. Which, like, when I'm thinking about it, 
Wemby's probably better than Nick Claxton is already, but still like having him at an 84 is just like kind of outlandish just because he's a rookie. Like you're telling me he's better than Michael Porter Jr., Fred Van Vliet? Yes. Walker Kessler? The yeah. fact that you said Michael Porter Jr. first, man. Michael Porter Jr. is well, I just went down the list, bro. Ass. Well, that's Trash. like the one I blow him. Trash. Like Scotty Barnes is an 83, Draymond. Michael Porter Whoa. Jr. should be like a 70. Bro, he's like the best shooter. Okay, that's league. just like some – that's some Lakers like – No, no, Just think about it. Think about right it. There. His defense should be zero. He's better on defense. He is the slander. The slander used to be there. He's not. He was having some chase down blocks in, in those series, Matt. His passing is zero. That's accurate. That's fair. Yes, so that's, it I should guess. be. But he's nice. Bro. The one of them that I'm kind of like, I don't know, like how, but they have Chris Paul at an 87, that's which like, like, what, like Chris Paul's useless. That bro. makes him like the second best player on the Warriors. They had Clay yeah, at, at an 86, and I was like, really. After that playoff I mean, performance, plays like a seventy. Yeah, he's an eighty-six. Nine. Where where do they have Wiggins at? Eighty-two. Is he like eighty-two? Really? They have him that low. Yeah. Dang. It's just like, eh. It's like big war. Kristaps Porzingis at eighty-seven is kind of wild too. Like he plays. What well, do you think he should be like lower? Yeah, I mean yeah. like Jaron Jackson. He's, a, he's a, he was he used to be like a two K merchant. The CPU would have him average like. Back when he was in the Mavs, like thirty. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love. There's, there's like two players every year. Like I remember in twenty, I think it was twenty twenty. It was like Trey Young would win MVP every year and average like thirty five and fifteen. And I was like, yeah. Luca averages right, a triple double. Every that's how. Time. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. That's yeah. how it was with Luca. It's not even like you can't like even like when you had him like as your point guard, he didn't do good. But when you're playing against him in the sim, he's putting up like forty yeah. point triple doubles and like. Yeah, the team was bad too. Yeah, Wiggs and they still give Lonzo Ball an eighty-two. That's I know. I'm surprised they even gave him a rating. To be yeah, honest, like, like literally he has not to. Played. He's in the game. Yeah, but like, did they just keep him at an eighty-two? Because like that's where he was at like three years ago. Yeah, they must be. Or like, yeah. my boy Austin Reeves, eighty-one, should be higher. Quote, quote came out from him today All on who talks the most trash in the NBA. He said, all of Memphis, honestly, their whole team talks shit. It felt good beating them in the playoffs. I feel like that's the most white man statement it's of all. most white man quote ever. <laughs> it felt good beating them. Like, all right, bro. Did I forgot Cam Johnson's on Team USA? That's a He played solid. He was like their third leading scorer. He can shoot. Yeah. Is the, also, real quick, is the FIBA line different? I always forget. I think it's like a little shorter, maybe, right? What? The three point line? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, that's what I thought. The ball's different, too. I know that. That thing is funky. The ball's it's terrible. It's... <laughs> it, I don't know. It just seems like it bounces a lot more like off the There's glass. There's more grooves. Like, There's more grooves than that. Okay. Dudes are like throwing shots off the glass and it's like spinning in. Like, I would never see that with an NBA ball. I love the horns. I love like the the uh, the Olympic like how the, the, the horns sound. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like at quarters, and it's like <laughs> it's way more pronounced. I love it. Uh, I love too. I don't know if you guys watch as much. But I watch all the like junior tournaments, and the funniest thing is like there's like thirty people in the stadium, and so you just hear the like sirens loud. Like nobody's so loud. It's just only this like the I'm like oh lord, that's so funny. 
Five fouls too. That that'll be five fouls. That'll, that'll be good. Yeah. Cool. And they like if they play more physical too. So like they don't call less fouls either. are getting called. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. like dudes are dudes are getting bodied. And you could kind of tell the USA players were getting a little. They call travel all weird. <laughs> yeah. They call real basketball rules. It's crazy. But it's not even that. It's like you can't jab step in like FIBA. Yeah, no, it is weird. Yeah, that's true. That is. A, it's a like you guy. have to move like your whole body. Yeah. Like I remember, like you Zach can't Levine jab step. About it. Yeah, you can't it's jab step. Weird. It's some if weird. You, if you weird jab, because when you jab step, you move that other foot too, but you dribble first. That's a travel. Oh, it's like you. You can't like rocker step. So you have to jab, and then before you move again, you have to dribble the ball. Yeah. You can't like jab and then rip through. That's a travel in FIBA. So you know, That's like weird. Houston, like like you jab and then you do like a step over, rip through, and go the other way. Like reset yeah. your foot, and you kind of like throw the ball out. Yeah, as you dribble, that's but a like, travel because you, you have like to start like, moving like before the ball is like tossed. Yeah, but, like so in the you, NBA, the, the ball like, has to be the first. The ball thing gets that released, moves. so it's like legal. Yeah, yeah, the ball has to be the first thing that moves in FIBA. That's it's really That's weird. yeah. It's like playing high school basketball. Yeah, exactly. Not even like high every every time you could you could you could every, like, tiny and then detail. go in high school, but in in FIBA they're like, nope, no, you can't you can't do any of that. The goaltending thing, that thing's crazy to me. That is wild. Like I don't think it it's I don't think it's capitalized on as much as it should be. No, I've n- I never see anyone do it. But I'm like, bro, I'd be like, I'd be that'd be my only goal in the game was just get up there and start tipping balls out, bro. But it's like I'm, weird. I think it's like it. It has to be like roll like. Yeah, it has to like be on top. Like it can't be yeah. going in, and you're like, let me scoop it out of there or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know too. I've I've never looked in if you can like hit the rim and hit it out. I bet that's legal because I just you, be can't, adva- you can't advance the ball. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I I think you're right too. Yeah. They get like two timeouts a half. <laughs> They're like, we got to get this thing going. Uh, that's funny. All right, is that all? Well, we got conference yeah. realignment. We could talk about well, for a little that's bit. Right. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Obviously, that that is a hot topic. All the viewers should know. Pac-12 is dead. Pac-4, uh, baby. Pac-4, yeah. Conference that at least me and Houston grew up watching very extensively. I remember Houston, not, not I guess, but me. Not I so much. I loved watching Pac-12. But I watched. Uh, UCLA boy, so loved watching Pac-12. Um, everyone knows those Pac-12 after dark games on ESPN. They wouldn't kick off until like 8 p.m., like 11 o'clock East Coast time. It'd be like Washington State against like USC and like everyone would be like, wow, who wants to watch this? Um, we don't get that anymore. Final year of the Pac-12. Uh, very interesting how everyone wants to leave and all those conferences. I think in five years we'll be out. Conferences will be done. I literally don't know what to say to that. Like, I can't. I like you could be right. I don't. It seems it's, like it's, it's that pointless. weird. Yeah, it literally – I mean, like, it's just interesting how – and it'll be interesting to see if this happens where it's, like, the Big Ten eventually evolves to, like, the Big Ten West, which is then, like, the Pac-12 again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at some point, it's going to be like, all right, we can't have UCLA flying to New Jersey, like, and then, uh, like, Michigan every – you know, every yeah. other week. 
So like, like for football, yeah. it's fine because yeah. that's one. Yes. It's, they it, play they once. Yeah. On thir- they leave on the Thursday and they come back Saturday night. So that's like fine. They miss one day of school, whatever, right? But yeah. then like basketball, you play that Thursday Saturday. That's what Big Ten, Big Ten and Pac twelve would play the same thing: the Thursday Saturday schedule, or Thursday Sunday. You're missing like a lot of school if you have like a few road trips to go on. Like that's that's a lot. That's a lot of travel for these guys. Yeah, yeah. No I think they're gonna have to do it like scheduling wise, where like a UCLA basketball is gonna go and they're just gonna play like two away games like on that well, yeah, Thursday that's what, Friday. That's, that's what they that's what they do now. Like in okay. the Pac-12, yeah, and like, then like you play Oregon and Oregon week, State the same weekend and the week after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so they're like, gonna have to keep it like that because so like if they Michigan, start getting it where they're like back yeah, and forth, it's it, gonna be. It'll too probably much. be like what these teams do is like UCLA and USC basically play like the same schedule in the Pac-12. Just they just kind of flip, right? Yeah. So like when Michigan and Michigan State have to play, they'll like Michigan will play UCLA on a Thursday. Michigan State will play USC on a Thursday, and then they'll flip it and play the opposite schools on a Saturday. So that the travel's different, but like I, I don't know. It's it's just gonna it's it's weird to me. It'll be interesting. I hadn't even really thought about this. It'll be interesting too for like, um, what am I trying to say? Oh, for like a lot of sports other than football, that like the conference winner gets an automatic bid. Yeah, like it's gonna be like it's gonna throw it all off because it was like thirty two and then thirty two for basketball for March Madness, and now it's like it's going to eventually get down where there's like three conference winners and then you're just picking 60 like random large teams. bids. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be like, it's going to be all this is going to get 15 schools at each so, tournament. So I saw this thing that was like the FBS, like FBS schools. There's like, uh, like power five FBS schools. There's like 64, right. Um, for football, make everyone an independent, like Notre Dame. Notre Dame is an independent in football, and then in everything else, they compete in the ACC. Yeah. So you make them an independent for football, everyone independent, and they can choose their schedule, like how Notre Dame chooses who they want to play every year. Like they always yeah. play SC. They always play Michigan. They always play Stanford, stuff like that. You choose who you want to play, so you still get like these rivalry games, like UCLA and uh, USC still play each other um, and stuff like that pick and choose where you want to play. And then, so everyone's on the same equal footing and you don't have any of these like conference championships and all this like stuff where like in the college football playoff, it's like, at least now when it's still four teams, it's like, Oh, we'd rather take a two loss big 10 team than a one loss pac 12 champion. Like you don't have to deal with that crap. Yeah. You, the best of the best wins. Yeah. And they uh, can make it where like all of their strength of schedules are like around the same yeah. level. Exactly. So like it, nothing matters. Like if you lose one or not, it goes back to like the old BCS style. But it's so interesting because the there was all this fight for a playoff realignment for there to be a twelve team playoff and all this stuff, and they finally get it. And the Rose Bowl didn't want to get have the be a part of it because they liked how it's always the Big Ten and the Pac twelve champ going at it, and the Rose Bowl like it's been for a hundred plus years. That doesn't oh. exist anymore. So everyone's like, well, maybe we could put the Big Ten championship instead of an Indianapolis. We move it to the Rose Bowl because that's so important to the conference. So, but now, like, 
there's like for the for the uh for the college football playoff, it's like six it's six like the six conferences, the power five and then a group of five gets an automatic bid, and then the six next best ranked teams. We're gonna have like two group of five teams in there. We're gonna have like the AAC champ and like what's another decent like football the Mountain West? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might get like Boise or maybe. We're still waiting to see how realignment's going to go. All like half the Mountain West teams could come into like the rest of the Pac-12, and they could still yeah. have a Pac-12 conference. The Mountain Pack, like within the, the Mountain. Yeah. yeah, like they a few like in the early 2010s, they had the WAC and the Mountain West, and like every team from the WAC transferred to the Mountain West because like the WAC got so big they couldn't sustain themselves anymore. Which I feel like we could start to see in these bigger conferences, like all these teams that just sit at the bottom year after year might decide, look, I'm just going to go somewhere where I can get the automatic bid. Yeah. If they win or like a middle of the pack team and just do that and realignment could happen again. I think the thing that just sucks with it is like a lot of these rivalries that you grow up to like watch are kind of dead. Like, and you like they've been going on for hundreds of years. Yeah, some of them. like UCLA Arizona is like the best college basketball rivalry on the West Coast, right? Um, like those two teams hate each other, and it's only in basketball that's the only rivalry they have because they're the two best teams in the Pac-12 year in and year out. Now this is the final year you get to see that, um, because Arizona is going to the Big 12, UCLA is going to the Big 10. You won't see that happen unless they play in like the tournament. It's kind of like when the original Big East collapsed um, and Georgetown and Syracuse played their final ever game against each other in a conference situation in the Big in the Big East Championship at Madison Square Garden. Um, that's like what we're getting to. And now like Syracuse and Georgetown have played, what, like once in the past like 10 years? And that was like the greatest that, – that rivalry compared Duke Carolina for in the 80s and the 90s. So now, like, we're getting to that point where these rivalries don't really matter. And it's the same thing with, like, Gonzaga talking with the Big East. It's like, well, they're just not going to play St. Mary's anymore, who's their biggest rival. Even, like, the mini rivalry we made with BYU over these past 12 years of BYU being in the in the WCC, that's done. They're going to they, – they're in the Big 12 now. It will be interesting to see – I mean, clearly this is all a money move at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. It's like – it'll just be interesting to see if – and I don't necessarily think for football just because it's like, you know, one-off games most people care to watch. But it's like a lot of people watched, you know, Pac-12 games regardless because it's like they're used to seeing teams play each other. And they like the – even even if it's not the main rivalry, they're still yeah. – all those teams have played together for so long. And it's like it'll be interesting to see if – how many people are watching UCLA play Maryland – or I'm not Maryland, Rutgers. Or even Maryland, yeah. I guess. That's yeah. the thing. Like, Nobody's you know, like those teams are like I don't know who Rutgers is like I bet I, but California people don't, I've never heard of Rutgers you know what I'm saying I think not, like but you see like you see like Utah or something like those are two like good teams yeah and like what like made the Pac-12 so special was like that no team ever like bottomed out really it yeah. was always like everything was always so competitive that's why they don't really have playoff team they've only had like three playoff teams in college football is because those they play nine co- conference games they're the only. They, they were the only ones to do it for so long. I know, like, the big – I think the SEC uh, – the ACC started to do it this past year, but they were the only ones to do nine p- conference games. So everyone played almost everyone every year, and it was a dogfight. And that's why you had, like, these teams lose three conference games because everyone was just killing each other. We don't see that in a lot of these other conferences. And it's not just that. It's in basketball. It's in – like, you run a gauntlet. Like, UCLA had to run a gauntlet to win the Pac-12 
regular season title last season, and it took like everything. We don't really see that in these other conferences because they're like, oh, we're going to get 10 bids in the NCAA tournament. The Pac-12 always gets disrespected, and they get like five. So they need to go out there and play. And like we always see these teams like Oregon State, the COVID year, made it to the Elite Eight. They barely got, got in. They got in because they won the Pac-12 tournament, and they made it all the way to the Elite Eight and lost by three, almost made the Final Four. Oregon with Peyton Pritchard, his uh, sophomore, his I think it was sophomore junior year, they barely made it. They made it because they won the Pac-12 tournament. They made it to the Sweet 16, lost to Virginia by like two, who was the eventual uh, champion. Like we're not going to get to see that anymore, which is going to suck. And I think it's just that's the thing that we don't realize is that the, our conference is literally dying in front of our eyes and one that's been there since the introduction of the NCAA in the early 1900s. Bill, Bill Walton fighting demons right now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I think another thing that's going to be super interesting is like there's always been the – and it happens in all sports, but obviously mainly I think football where it's like da-da-da is not as good as – or the – like I guess the easiest one is basketball. A lot of people agree the Big 12 is like the basketball conference. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see like a team like Arizona that – like you're saying, they get beat up in the Pac-12 and people don't give them credit for getting beat up in the Pac-12. And I think it'll just be interesting to see how they hold up in the Big 12 to to be like, all right, you guys have been discrediting the Pac-12 years. Or if they, you know, kind of are middle of the road, then it's like, oh, okay, whatever. So I think there's going to be definitely be some storylines those first few years of like, oh, we we weren't respecting the Pac-12. Or, yeah, the Pac-12 wasn't as good as we thought. But. Yeah, it's like going to take a while for like certain teams to adjust for like Get certain sports. Yeah. Like I think like UCLA and SC are like – SC will take them a little bit to adjust in basketball. UCLA, it'll take them a little bit to adjust in football. But then, like, vice versa, they'll be good. Like, UCLA could go into the Big Ten and be one of the best basketball teams. Yeah, um, SC could go into the Big Ten and be one of the best football teams with who they've compiled over the past few years under Lincoln Riley. Like, same thing with, like, UW. Like, UW can be there and go be a great football team. Oregon could be a great football and basketball program. Arizona, last year you put them in the Big 12, they're probably the number one seed. Them yeah. and Kansas are probably duking it out for, for that. So, like, that's the thing that we just don't realize and we're not going to get to see as much anymore is, like, these great, like, non-conference battles aren't going to take place. Like, like tournaments like the Maui Gym don't really matter anymore now because you're not going to see, like, these teams, like, go yeah. at it. You don't need to have a crazy out of conference schedule yeah. now because your in conference is going to be. You can just load up these really soft games. Yeah, and maybe play like one or two little things like, like UCLA or Ohio State, uh, North Carolina, and Kentucky always participate in the CBS Sports Showcase Classic game every season where they alternate who they play against each other each year. Like UCLA is playing Ohio State this year in December, and like next year that's just going to be a regular conference game. Yeah. Yeah, true. I ain't got anything else. It is sad. There goes college athletics. It's all pay for play. <laughs> it's, it's only funny. a matter of time before the colleges actually can pay the players. It's so funny, though, how everyone was like, NILs, or like, you know, historically – paying kids is going to ruin it. And I'm like, you know, what ruined it was all you greedy like executives and commissioners wanting more money for your school's TV deals. Like, but it's also like the like pay for play thing, like made it. So like UCLA and USC leave the PAC 12 because 
they don't these guys don't want to come to the Pac-12 and play in a night game yeah. in the Pac-12. They want to go I mean, play on true. the big noon Saturday game on Fox. Yeah, that's a good point. Like that's, point. that's the that's the difference. And also like these like transfers, like kids go to like four different schools in four years. They finally made a change the transfer rule where you need a medical exemption now to transfer again without being punished. Yeah. Finally. The NCAA is a classic, just yeah, trash fire. Yes, they are. Anyone got anything else? I've got no closing thoughts. No. Got nothing. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Backroom Boys. We had a good time talking about. Little FIBA, little NCAA realignment, uh, dog days of the off season as we are. We need to just find things to talk about. Um, soon we'll all be together uh, to do shows in person. Um, look for more content on our TikTok. We'll be getting into that. So have a good one. Later.